Hello and welcome to the Haunted HTX Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, broadcasting from Houston. Join me as I share people's true experiences of the paranormal and the strange. Our first story comes from Reddit user Red Auxilitrix. I live in Maryland now and still experience some things but I'm fairly certain my childhood home was haunted. Or I'm haunted, maybe. It's my dad's fault. I'm from Tyler, Texas. My father and I lived in a really old brick house. I have a couple of stories, and I can't remember them in chronological order, but I'll give it my best. These stories happen from the ages of five to seven. These events happened after my dad divided my large room into two to make space for his computer room. 1. I woke up one night hearing scratching from my bedroom door that led to the kitchen. I could see light coming in from under the door. I knew that that light was coming from the window above the kitchen sink that led to downstairs. The scratching was so loud. Not like a mouse scratching, but something bigger. Like deep scratches, hard and grating. I was terrified and tried to peep under the space at the bottom of the door. I could only see the floor of the kitchen and the light, but nothing else. No movement. But the scratching still grated on my nerves. I tried to open the door and it wouldn't budge. It was locked. Stuck. I can't remember. But I do remember one thing. That door didn't have a lock. I was so scared. I knocked on the wall separating my room and my dad's computer room. At times I would knock on the wall, and if my dad was there, he would knock back to let me know that he was there. He didn't knock back. The scratching was so loud. I knocked and knocked, but he didn't reply. Scared, I ran to my dad's room across the hall and quietly knocked on his door. My dad is the paranoid type. The type that would come running if I screamed in our own home. And he didn't wake up. This is the one and only time My dad did not wake up when I was scared. I looked through the other door in the hall that connected our rooms. This door led to the living room, which led to the dining room, which led to the kitchen, of which I could only see the nook where the table sat when we'd eat breakfast. In the kitchen, I could see the light reflecting from downstairs onto the table. There was no shadows except the ones blanketing the living room and dining room a wide, empty void that I hated. Even at that age, I had a sense of space around me, and in the darkness, it was eerie. In the darkness, I did not wander. So I watched from the door in the hall and heard the deep, grating, scratching, echoing through the walls, like sharp nails dragged along wood. Terrified, I crawled back into bed and watched the kitchen door, heard the deep scratching, and let it lull me to sleep. In the morning when I woke, the door was open. 
2. Something a little more simple, but still terrifying. One night... I woke one night after having gone to bed under my blankets. In the rocking chair my granny gave me was a giant rabbit my mima gave me during this past Easter. I woke up and immediately became terrified as the rocking chair was sat facing the television, which showed only static, blindingly loud. And this wouldn't freak any rando out, probably, except that my dad had a strict rule about turning the TV off before bed. I could keep the closet light on if I was scared, but not the TV. And this was something I always abided by. I couldn't for the life of me understand how things ended up like this. It was so loud, I ran over and turned it down, but not off. Something inside of me screamed not to turn it off. I noticed the kitchen door was closed and went to open it, and again found it would not budge. At least this time there was no scratching. Nevertheless, I was still scared, and instead of going back to my bed, I went to the rocking chair and sat cuddling my bunny watching the silent static of the TV until I drifted to sleep. When I woke in the morning, the TV was off. 3. There's a little backstory to this. When my dad was younger, he and his family lived in a house out in the woods of Texas, a place haunted by what my dad says was a black man who hated white people. My dad, Mima, and uncle are white while I have another uncle and two aunts, who are mixed with black. My dad always described living there with a ghost to have been hard for his family, along with the abuse my Mima dealt from her husband at the time. Just last Sunday, I spoke with my Mima, who confirmed their house was haunted. Anyway, my dad wants to go back to his childhood home and brings me along with him. It's late evening dim out, and we're walking through the woods. I got stuck in some brambles, probably a raspberry bush, as those tended to grow randomly in the countryside. I didn't move and cried and begged for my dad to come get me, to pick me up because the thorns were hurting my ankles and legs, and I was so small and had decided to wear shorts. My dad scolded me for wearing them and told me he would be back. So he left me there, crying for him, scared, alone. It felt like ages before he came back. When he did, he had this cold air about him. He smelled like mildew and dust and forgotten things. He picked me up with one arm, and in the other, he had a pink ball with black numbers on it. To this day, I hate that pink ball. Something about it sitting in the back seat with me in my dad's car just felt so off. So wrong. It was always cold and creeping. And creep it did. Around the house in my room. I didn't play with it. I didn't want anything to do with it. But everywhere I turned, it was there. 
When my dad brought me home that night, he told me, this is a ghost ball, holding it out to me. When we were little, it always moved around. Your Aunt Kay couldn't stand it, he said laughing. Of course, he would laugh. It didn't haunt him from his computer room, but it haunted me. It made me so scared, so mad. One day, I took it and stuck it in a drawer, one that would stick shut because it had once been painted over. It was a part of a wall of drawers and closets, which is quite strange in modern times, but it was a very old house. Like, no air conditioning, no heat, all the floors were brick, and some ass bricked up the fireplace so we froze in the winter. But I digress. So I stuck this haunted ass ball in a sticky drawer. Being careful my dad didn't see me. He was strangely protective of that ball. I was confident he wouldn't find it. We didn't use the drawers in the wall because they were stuck, so I knew he wouldn't bother, but... But one morning I woke up before my dad, and from my bed I could hear a tapping. I looked up and through the door into the kitchen and down the kitchen hallway came that ball, bouncing, bumping into the trash can, and rolling into the door frame. To put it mildly, I jumped up faster than a jackrabbit and hightailed my butt into my dad's room and woke him up. After explaining everything that happened, he took the ball, and I never saw it again. That's everything that happened in Texas. I'm 24 now, and still kind of plagued by weird shit. Mainly a ghost at the moment that's taken to poking me and crawling in my bed, but that doesn't exactly count for Texas, right? Our next story comes from a phone call I had with Sean. I've got a couple of significant stories. The first one happened in Galveston, Texas in a house that was built in 1890, so it survived the hurricane of 1900, which is why they think it's haunted. My sister and my brother-in-law lived in this house, and pretty much everybody who's ever stayed in there has had some kind of encounter with entities. Supposedly, there are ghosts of people who died in the house during the hurricane of 1900. One of the entities is a butler, dressed in time-period-appropriate butler clothing. And then there is a little girl that wears a nightgown from that era. So the experience I had is one night I was sleeping in the bedroom that belonged to my niece. It had a bunk bed with charm bracelets wrapped around the bedpost. I had been laying in there for five or ten minutes and I felt something heavy on my chest. Like someone was holding me down. I started to panic and tried to get up, tried to scream to get somebody to come help me. And it was like, whatever the hell is sitting on my chest is pulling, like, pulling the breath out of my mouth before I could make any sounds. And the bed started to vibrate. And I know it started to vibrate because I could hear those silly charm bracelets jingling on the bedpost. And, you know, all this is happening, I'm of course freaking out, trying to figure out how I'm going to get up and get away from whatever has got me. 
Now, you know in those houses, every room joins the next room. You can make a full circle in the house without turning around. So the door from the hallway opened. And at first, I was excited because I thought it was the dog who always woke me up and licked me in the face. I mean, that's why I had the door shut to begin with. But it wasn't him. It was a little girl. She came across the foot of the bed, and she turned and just kind of glanced at me as she went by into the bathroom. And at that point, I'm like really, really panicking. And the light from outside came on. There were no curtains in the window of the bedroom. And when the light came on, everything stopped. Well, I grabbed my pillow and my blanket and I slept in my car for the night because I would not go back in there by myself. Not very much long after that, my kids came down. My daughter was like two, maybe less. So I put her to bed to take a nap in the middle of the day in that room. She had been in there 10-15 minutes. And she started screaming. Like a parent never wants to hear their kids scream. It's a scream you know something's wrong by the sound. I ran back to get her. I picked her up and all she could say to me was, The man scared me. She kept saying it over and over. The man scared me. The man scared me. And she kept crying. She cried so long I had to call her mother to drive two hours to come and pick her up. Now, we don't know what she saw because she was too little to tell us. But we had assumed it was the butler because shortly before then, he had presented himself to another child. We don't know what the situation was with that, but that kid, man, I don't know. They had to put that kid in a hospital after his encounter, but that's not my story, so I'll leave that one alone. The house is still there. Every time I go to Galveston, I go by that house, and I can get as far as the gate before I have to turn around. I've never been back in it. It's been for sale for like 10 years. They've remodeled it, but nobody will buy it. So my next story. I went to work in a place called Johnson City, Texas, and was building Airstream travel trailers. Now, I personally am a night owl, you know. I prefer to do my things when nobody else is awake to bother me while I'm doing it. So when I get to this place, I went to work and I told the guy I wanted to work the night shift. And he said, sure, that's fine. So he was working in the day and I went to work at night. And I had been working there two or three weeks with no problem whatsoever. Then one night, I felt something. It was just weird, like somebody was watching. Every time I turned to look to see if there was something watching, there was nothing there. So it got to the point where it was bothering me so much that I started buying motion detector lights and hanging them everywhere in the whole shop so that everywhere I walked there would be light. But that didn't work. Then it got to the point where I had to start asking people to sit with me at night where I was working because I didn't want to be there in there by myself. And just weird things would happen, like my radio would go off or I would be using the nail gun and trying to pick it up and use it, and it wouldn't work. 
and I would turn around and somebody would have unplugged the air hose. One thing that happened every single time would be if you changed the shop radio to anything other than old country music, it would change it back to old country music. And I mean, it did. So just to mess with people, I would take them over there and do it. Change the station. And it changed it back every single time. So one night that I had the girl I had sitting with me there, and she said, who's the man at the back of the shop? And I'm like, there's nobody here but us. There's no way that anybody is here. So she says, no, somebody's here. I just saw a man standing right back there in that corner. I went and looked and walked around the grounds and everything. There was nobody there. I couldn't find any tracks or evidence that anybody had been there. So one day, I went and asked my boss, Hey man, has anything ever happened at night? Has anything weird happened in the shop? And I mean... This dude tells me verbatim the exact same things that had happened to me. Right down to his wife seeing a man in the corner, and he couldn't find a man over there. So I started calling all the ghost hunter people that I could actually find and get in contact with. But nobody would ever come investigate it. Then, this chick came and she said she was a clairvoyant or something, and she went in there, walked around. She said basically what she thought was happening was the guy was pissed off because we were there all day and all night, where he had had some time to mess around in the shop on his own time. Because nobody was there at night, so that was his space, and we invaded it. He was pissed off, and he was trying to make me leave. After that, I told her the other stuff that he did. Like one time I was taking a mattress out of a little camper, and I leaned it against the wall, and I turned around to get something, and when I came back, there was a footprint. I still have pictures of that. Or my dog also would grab her blanket wherever I'd go. She would never let me go anywhere by myself. If I was working in one area and I moved, she would pick her blanket up and bring it over there and sit there watching. You know, she'd be watching something, basically. But there was never anything there. Our last story comes from Anai. It happened in El Paso, Texas. This was about 12 years ago. I was probably around 9 or 10 years old. We were visiting my mom's aunt's house, and like any Hispanic family, we were sitting outside just talking and eating. My cousin and I decided to go wander around, as kids would. We were located in a neighborhood where the houses stood on the slopes of mountains. And as we walked towards the cliff of the mountain, it started getting very windy and cold completely out of nowhere. But before we started walking up there, the weather was normal. The second strange thing that happened was the day turned into night within minutes. We didn't notice until we looked back behind us that the trail was becoming less and less visible. We reached the edge of the cliff, and I noticed far at the bottom, there was a black shadow standing there next to a tree. I pointed it out to my cousin, who also saw the same shadow. We both looked at each other, and as soon as we looked back, 
we heard a high-pitched witchy laugh and she vanished into thin air. In Mexico, there are legends of brujas, or witches, which many people see and have encounters with. I remember her so clearly, like it just happened, because when I saw her, there was no bottom half, no legs. She was dressed in white and black, and even though she was a bit far from us, you could tell she was dead. That's the most chilling experience I've ever had. Me and my cousin still to this day haven't talked about it. We both got pretty scared. Well, that's it for this episode of Haunted HTX Podcast. Make sure to leave a 5-star review and follow so you don't miss the next episode. I want to give a special thanks to Oscar for making the intro music and to everyone who shared their stories with me and my friends and family who helped me get this podcast up and running. If you have a story you'd like to share on the podcast, email me at hauntedhtx at gmail.com. See y'all later.